Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Sunday, and so we have another episode of My Kind of Podcast for you. We're on Season 3, Episode 4, Train Things Have Been Happening. Our band of heroes slash survivors and a nano-enhanced war machine find themselves as unlikely companions that they struggle to survive in this dystopian wasteland full of haves and have-nots. I'll give you a hint, the have-nots are on this side of the wall, and to get back on the other side of the wall, maybe a price too heavy to pay. Dear Reader, these are strange trains indeed. The key things you need to know is that Jenny will do whatever it takes to survive. The writing staff cannot emphasize enough. So far as the mystery box has been nice, kind, caring, compassionate, dare we say, a saving grace. It gave the tributes what they needed in order to survive. Well, what they didn't know, who was their supporter? And sometimes, more importantly, why? Dear reader, the writing staff too understands that when it's about to storm, the best place to be is not outside, not on Trash Island, not in the center of this filth. Dear reader, you've joined this train on time, right at 8, at Station 8 on Trash Island. On the platform, Josh tiptoed around Verb, trying to stay on the station platform as Verb was making her way into the train. Josh! On the foot of the train, she turned. Uh, she said, "Josh, with one foot on the train, said she can turn anything into a weapon." Verb followed close behind, nearly bumping into him. She rolled her eyes. "I'm going inside too. You can do your own thing. Stay out here and play zookeeper with the dolphins for I care, because you just chum the water," she said in a matter-of-fact tone, waving her hand nonchalantly in a direction or in Jenny's direction. Jenny's direction. Apparently, this was not entertaining for Verb, as she had seen it all before. Vanessa was enthralled. Never, never had anyone thought to not open the mystery box. No one in the history has not opened it, and therefore no one knew the consequences of rejecting your sponsors. The only thing they all did know is that they did what they were told. Well, Jenny did not, and that's the difference. Jenny was okay. Well, not okay with being chained to the mystery box, but okay to deal with the consequences of such. Vanessa and Jenny watched as the, un as the unattached bits of dolphin carcass started to sink in to the thick murky water, the rest of it around the mystery box. Those must have been some strong bones to survive such an impact, you know? Josh said offhandedly, his voice coming from just inside the door of the train. Bones can be as strong as, as, strong as it wants. Jenny shook out the chain like it had a mind of its own, like she was trying to wrestle it. And Jenny watched as Jenny, or Vanessa watched as Jenny done some weird karate or some kind of self-defense maneuver. Dear reader, for expeditious purposes, we'll say that she waved her arms like a magician. But here's the kicker, dear reader. She wasn't magic. But like magic, the chain snapped taut and then relaxed as if nothing happened. Looking up from the weirdly interesting experience, Jenny just gestured at the red mist. But without ligaments, she shrugged. The box doesn't care about me, and, and the box doesn't care about me, and it doesn't give a fuck about me. So, you know, uh, it makes no difference to me as the mystery box fell to the floor. Only to bungee back up with a slight pull on the chain an instant later, Joss cringed at the morbidity of his statement. Or that, or no one, and we mean no one, has ever treated a gift from the sponsors that way. 
The drone gods were surely angry at this. Through a seemingly narrow doorway, well, narrow if two people are standing in the middle and both are trying to get on narrow, but narrow enough not to be extravagant, but not narrow enough not to be extravagant, Fur brushed past the wooden frame, barely missing Josh, and went to the train car and around the table. So much for being a leader, Josh muttered to himself, as Verb was not a fan of his off-brand comedy. And almost a cartoonish hanging out of the train, he looked at he glanced at Sasha, and the noises muttered out of Sasha, it's hard to get a skeleton intact from underwater. Amira was puppeting Sasha again. Josh was wrestling control of his own mouth. Why would you why would you need the skeletons anyway? Josh forced the comment out from himself. Dear reader, these are strange times at the train station indeed. In case you missed it, we're in the future, and the air in the mainland, well, much less on Trash Island, is so toxic that humans need AI to help filter, or at least guard them from predators. Dear reader, the night is dark, and it's darkest when it's pitch black, and it just so happens that the sun goes down at eight. The two of them were at it again, human arguing with machine. It only hurts the human. But like anything, without human, the AI is nothing without a body. Verb chuckled. Some AI can't get their human skins under control. Which meant Joshua, or was meant Sasha was nervous. Her AI was flaring up, taking control of her. Like a possessed married couple, Sasha and Amira argued over things one could do with a mutant, with a mutant two-headed dick-eating dolphin skeleton, or what they should do with Jenny's monstrosity. Dear reader, the humanoid dolphin did not look well. Vanessa verbally vomited. To be fair, how good would you look with the mystery box inverted your skull so fast your brain spread for miles? A pause. No one knew what to say. This was the moment when you think it's safe to fart on the crowded subway. And the music's so loud you can release all the pressure. That's right, dear reader. You're preparing for liftoff and blending in. So you let out the world's loudest fart. After this triumph... You look around and you see that everyone on the subway is looking at you with disgust. And you remove your headphones and turn the volume down. To find that no one heard the loud music, they all heard you rip the loudest fart ever. You'd probably babble like Josh did. Who cares about abortion clinics any anymore? You out of date ventriloquist? Leave my body alone! Josh bumbled as he, st as he started to walk away. Not trying not to mimic him with puppet hands. Wait, Jenny said to Josh. I think we're going to need your bats. Josh and Sasha froze at the power of Jenny's voice. Amira looked at Jenny. I never thought I'd hear those words in my life. But yet, here we are. Straining her eyes, Jenny looked out into the crimson fog as she made out several moving shapes, clustering shadows. <clears throat> Ironically, Jenny's first thought was, Run away! Run away! But Jenny's first thought was not as long not as long ahead not as long as I have the royal and holy mystery box of Antioch as she swung it around a couple times. Uh dear reader. The writing staff would like to point out that there was no royal and holy mystery box of Antioch. This was just a regular mystery box from a while ago. Time was passing. No. No, those clicks were something else. Not mechanical, but not human either. They all heard the ominous clicking sound. Damn it, we chummed the waters, Jenny whispered to herself again. And it's nearly feeding time. Inside her, she, she heard Alice's thought, Chum the water for miles? As Jenny cursed her luck, the lights on the train behind her went out. 
like young children getting ready to be overtaken by an avalanche. It seemed like they were calling for Mom to save them. Ferb! They all said in unison, turning, turning to face the train. Jinx! Amira giggled at Josh. They saw dust. But, dear reader, this was not dust. This was a blender. A living blender. Dear reader, we can understand that there are curfews for a reason, and most of the time the reason is power and control. Not this time, though. This reason was now the one-headed dolphin had friends, and those friends were hungry, and it's feeding time. This gut smoothie was coming right for you. To avoid the mushroom cloud of guts outside, Verb went back further into the train. The cabins were sleek and sturdy in their design, similar to the trains that they arrived in, but something was off. Everyone felt it as they entered back in, some more than others. How had someone replaced the entire train right from underneath our nose, Verb questioned, as she thought back to anything she may have done to irritate the sponsors. Because sponsors can make the difference between life and death. Everyone else just seemed to ignore the, the fact that it was not the same train. And this was not the same train that they arrived in. It looked nearly identical in it to fool everyone, except for Verb. Uh, so, or Verb then darted for the conductor cabin, but then she noticed she was going the wrong way. When she made it to the engine compartment, she was shocked at the level of tech that was meticulously set up there in that tight space. She gingerly maneuvered to the center of the console where a mass of wires were connected. Looking over the glowing housing, she saw that the top was only secured with a couple of brass latches. While the base seemed to be bolted to the floor, Verb was pushing hard against these latches and, gr and, grin and, gr and gr grinned that the sound of the satisfying clicks of the top of the quarter unit was released. Like a video game treasure, the chest, the chase, or her chest and face bathed in the glow of warm light. When she peered inside, she couldn't believe her eyes. It looked like another mystery box, but it wasn't. It was different. The train lurched suddenly, seeming to almost deflate, sinking about a foot into the ground. Like collapsing neon dominoes, power was stripped away from the train. From tip to tail, the whole thing went dark. Everyone in the train was confused. Everyone was bracing for the dolphin feeding frenzy. So if you have not shit your pants yet... Shit. I wish there was a way out of here. Sasha wished as she positioned herself over, like, as she positioned herself in the train, which made her trip on the way into the cabin and knocking over a small bag. Pull, team, pull. The dolphins were over-dramatized in their feasting in a few seconds, but after Sasha's fall, there's a lack thereof, because they were on one side, and the dolphins were on the other, and it was weird. The dolphins stopped. Almost in unison, they were something captivated their attention. Dear reader, nothing interrupts feeding time. While Verb looked into the box uh, with, eye, with envy in her eyes, carefully she unseated the new mystery box from the, from the unit, gathering the newfound treasure. The button on top was similar to the one that Jenny possessed, but this one was glowing a fierce amber color, pulsing powerfully, almost begging to be pressed. After a quick examination, Verb pressed the button up top this newfound mystery bag. Verb tipped the bag out and rolled a bunch of dice. Metal in the room began to creak and bow. Wires snapped off the wall. Sheets, sheets of metal, sheets of wood flung about, Verb dodging for her life and abandoning the box. Jenny burst in the room, not sure what to do or even to help the catastrophic events that were going on outside. 
But you see, it's not Sasha or Amira's fault. Diaz Jenny broke the mystery box, so none of the events you're about to read even existed. Because Jenny broke the mystery box, sometimes the history that you think happened did, but other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. This is what really happened. Time seemed to hold its breath because Jenny broke the mystery box.